The Dallas Stars find themselves in unfamiliar territory in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. They are now down 0-2 in the Western Conference Final to the Vegas Golden Knights. And on today's episode, we'll talk about everything that went wrong for this team and how they found themselves in this situation. We'll talk about careless turnovers, sloppy line changes, and much more on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Monday, May 22nd. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen Monday through Friday. And as I said to open the show, the Dallas Stars are in unfamiliar territory for the first time in this postseason. They had yet to lose back-to-back games. They had never found themselves trailing in a series by a two-game deficit. But now here they are, two games through the Western Conference Final, both of them overtime losses and really to to put it simply the Dallas Stars cannot get out of their own way especially in game two uh, I, I dare and venture to say that this is a result more of the Dallas Stars beating themselves rather than the Vegas Golden Knights overwhelming or overpowering the Dallas Stars as good as a team as Vegas is uh, they certainly have been the beneficiaries of some poor and sloppy mistakes that the Dallas Stars have made that have ended up costing them both of these games in Vegas over the weekend. And in game two in particular, it stings a little bit more because the Dallas Stars nearly had the game all but one. They just needed to play smart. They needed to play clean defensively. They've typically been a pretty good team in the third period when they've had leads. And when even when the other team has pulled their goalie, uh, it of course hasn't been perfect, but the, the, you know, history from the season, given that Jake Ottinger had played a pretty smooth game up to that point, it, it went out to show that the Stars typically, you know, you would think that they would have things in control under that situation. Just play smart, play level-headed, clean passes, don't force anything. But really, they came out and did the opposite. A sloppy and inexcusable turnover from Ryan Suter and, the, and then an inability to defend uh, in the right spot led to a Vegas Golden Knights goal late in the third period, forcing overtime. Uh, and I mean, you can say, well, it's a good play from Jack Eichel, a really nice pass to Jonathan Marchessault, but it shouldn't have even come to that. It, it's just carelessness from Ryan Suter down in the trapezoid trying to clear the puck. Uh, there needs to be more discernment and some better decision making there. And you would honestly expect that from a guy who this is his first conference finals appearance and a guy who, quite honestly, has been playing pretty well here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know that that's been a general consensus amongst people who cover the team and even just fans that Ryan Suter has looked a lot better here in the playoffs for the most part 
as opposed to how he looked for the majority of the regular season. But now all of that is forgotten uh, just with this play. Maybe, not even maybe, I'll say it, the worst play that he's made since joining this organization. Uh, And it's one thing to commit the turnover, but then to get back out in the slot and just not cover Jonathan Marchessault the way that he needed to be covered. It's a nice pass from Jack Eichel, but that puck should have never found Marchessault's stick. Ryan Suter should have found a way. I mean, even if you have to commit a penalty there, uh, which who knows if the referees would have blown the whistles, uh, they've shown, especially here in the conference finals, that they'll tend to let things slide, uh, although some of the penalties called earlier in the game were pretty ticky-tack penalties. You never really know, but you got to do whatever you can to make sure that that puck does not find Jonathan Marchessault's stick The Stars are a really good penalty-killing team, and Vegas has not been a good power play team here in the playoffs. They still might have found a way to convert five-on-four, but, I mean, you got to do whatever you can to make sure that they don't get that equalizer goal at that juncture in the game. And Ryan Suter failed to do that again. It now feels like all of the good he has done here through the first two rounds of the playoffs have been washed away by this one bad play that has left just a bitter taste in the mouth of the Stars and the entire fan base. And the team in general uh, just hurting themselves. And it's an awful time to to be doing so. I mean, it's Ryan Suter at the end of regulation, but then the team just terrible and sloppy and not thoughtful line changes in overtime. I mean, you're watching the Vegas Golden Knights approach the offensive zone on a rush and you're counting, you know, four or five Vegas Golden Knights players and only two or three Dallas Stars players that don't really seem to know where they are what they're doing, who needs to be defended, and it puts them in a scramble. It puts Jake Ottinger in a scramble. That's a situation at the end of the game that he should not have had to be in. He should have had a little bit more sound defensive coverage in that situation. But again, the Dallas Stars played careless and sloppy and put their goalie in a bad situation, and now they've put themselves in an awful situation here in this series down 0-2. And these are mistakes that maybe you could have gotten away with in round one against Minnesota or maybe even at times round two against Seattle. But the Vegas Golden Knights are a infinitely better team than both of those teams. And they are far too good to play this poorly in late stages of these close games. I mean, they are going to have the guys to take advantage and score goals when teams like the Stars make inexcusable turnovers or bad line changes. I mean, you you can't. You have to play near-perfect hockey if you're going to be a team that is as sound and as deep as the Vegas Golden Knights. And so it's just the the lack of attention to detail that really killed the Stars here in the third period and in overtime. Uh, Really thought the overtime wasn't going to be an issue here in the playoffs. I know a lot of people kind of held that sentiment because it's five-on-five and it's it's different than three on three. The Dallas Stars typically, you would think, built for five on five play, and they were a better five on five team in the regular season than they were in overtime when they played the three on three game. But that really hasn't mattered. The, the, the mental struggle there has carried over from the regular season. That's something that I was not expecting. I was expecting this team to be a lot better in overtime. And if you've looked at all the overtime periods, I think that they've been the better team, maybe outside of this game two debacle. I mean, Minnesota and Seattle, I thought they were the better team. But again, those were just weird, crazy, chaotic goals that happened to go in. But if you look at the mass majority of those playoff periods or overtime playoff periods, rather, I think the Stars were the better team. But no one remembers that because they didn't end up winning. So it didn't matter. And now they find themselves in the same situation as they did in game one. And now they're in unfamiliar territory down 0-2 to a very good and very hungry Vegas Golden Knights team loaded 
with guys looking to prove themselves and win a Stanley Cup and bring the Cup to Vegas for the first time in the franchise's existence. Meanwhile, the Dallas Stars looking to bring the second Cup ever to Dallas with a team that is built to win now. They can't seem to get out of their own way, and it's all these self-inflicted wounds that could potentially cost them the series. The series definitely isn't over, uh, but Game 3 is about as much of a must-win as a game in the Stanley Cup playoffs can be. And they have to find a way to correct these mistakes and play their game and play the style of hockey that we can that we know they can play. We saw it in Game 7 against Seattle. We saw it in Games 5 and 6 against the Minnesota Wild. But it, it has to be elevated. You have to find a way to take what you've done well and then perfect it even more. Because again, this Vegas Golden Knights team is not going to give you a pass if you make these mistakes or commit these errors. It's all about how you respond. And the Stars had a nice response for about 55 minutes of Game 2. But then when things started to matter the most, they really fell apart and they let themselves down. And now it's going to be one heck of a climb if they want to come back and win this series. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about another frustrating aspect of this game. We talked about the troubles at the end, but there were some problems at the beginning as well. The, the game really took a turn for the worst when the Dallas Stars committed a few costly penalties. And we'll talk about that coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has tickets right up to the day of the event, so you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. If you want to go support the Dallas Stars at games three and four this week at home, be sure to get your tickets on the Game Time app. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that is uh, the Game Time app. Redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Just download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank you again for making the Locked on Stars podcast your first listen every single day. A huge thank you to all the everydayers out there making Locked on Stars a part of your daily routine. Thanks for sticking with us after wins, after losses. Truly do appreciate you guys' support. And, of course, all the comments and tweets. I try to read and interact with all of those as much as I can. Throw a like out there. Appreciate all of you guys that have been with me since the start of the season and those of you who have just now found the show here in the playoffs and hopefully uh, we can get some brighter news to talk about later on this week but the Dallas Stars still reeling after a brutal second consecutive overtime loss and the Dallas Stars certainly did burn themselves late in the game with careless turnovers and bad line changes but they also did burn themselves a little bit early on in the game in the first period. Uh, they had been playing well. They scored first like they did in game one, and they seemed to have a little bit better control. I mean, they scored in the first period in game one, but really if you look back at that game in that first period, Vegas was in the driver's seat for the majority of the time, but it's only because of a nice and you know really creative sequence from Rope and Robo that you find the Stars up 1-0. But you know, this time the Stars actually generated a really nice offensive chance with the fourth line out there. Miro Haskinen gets his first goal of the postseason, and it really felt like the Stars were doing a much better job. They were limiting the amounts of shots on goal 
for the Vegas Golden Knights, making things difficult for them offensively. And Jake Ottinger, of course, making some nice saves on the shots that were getting through. But then things really started to take a turn when the Stars committed not one, but two penalties at the exact same time. Or really not the exact same time, but within you know the same, thir- what, 30 seconds, 40 seconds of one another. I mean, just inexcusable. Uh, not only to commit a penalty, but to commit a second one while you're defending the six on five. Uh, Thomas Harley gets called for tripping. I think that one was pretty blatant and pretty obvious. You still don't like to see it called, but it certainly deserved to be called given what happened. I know that the Joel Hanley interference may be a little bit controversial. I know Pete DeBoer really didn't like it. I personally wasn't a fan of it myself, but you never know what you're going to get from the officiating here in the playoffs. And I mean, it, it sounds maybe lazy to say it, but you have to be smarter and not put yourself in those positions in order to get those penalties called against you. And I believe that was the first penalty that was committed. And then the tripping call from Thomas Harley. So it's one thing for that Hanley call to be made again. I, the stars have actually looked really good in this series at five on four on the penalty kill. They've been a very good penalty killing team all postseason. And so I don't know if the Vegas golden Knights scored there, but to commit that second penalty uh, is just reckless and careless on Thomas Harley's end and really disappointing to see from a guy who, again, a young player, but a guy who has played incredibly well here in the Stanley cup playoffs. I've been impressed with what I've seen from him, but that second penalty really buried the stars and it felt inevitable that they were going to score the Vegas golden Knights. I mean, it's even if you're a bad power play team, you, you almost always find a way to score five on three and just a crazy bang, bang goal in the slot, a, a puck off the defender skate, and Mark Stone is able to bury it and equalize the game and get things tied up at one. And I'm just imagining if the Vegas Golden Knights don't get that goal, I think the game probably plays out a little bit differently because all of the Stars' momentum had been snuffed out and some of it had been shifted to the Vegas Golden Knights' side of the ice. I I imagine if the Stars don't get that five on three, they likely don't give up a goal and they find themselves up yet again going into the first intermission. And then you get that Jason Robertson power play goal in the second period. And the stars have a multi-goal lead. A multi-goal lead has been incredibly difficult to come by in this series. I actually don't think anyone has had one yet, but it, it feel, it, these are two teams with how tight the games have been. If a team could manage a multi-goal lead, it's not quite the end-all be-all, but it's going to make it incredibly difficult for the next team to generate that offense and generate that momentum, especially with how tight the stars defense was through the first two periods of the game. And so that that power play, that five-on-three goal from Mark Stone, I think really shifted the ice in this game and really opened things up for Vegas and, and likely put a little bit less pressure on them because even with a one-goal deficit after Jason Robertson's goal, they were very much still in it. Uh, you feel like with only a one-goal deficit in the playoffs, all it just takes is one crazy play. We saw it in game one with Jamie Benn, six-on-five scramble around the net, and then we saw it in game two, with that pass from Jack Eichel to Jonathan Marchessault. But, you know, you take away that that five-on-three opportunity, you likely get that stop on the Joel Hanley call, and who knows what happens for the remainder of the game. Who knows how long it takes for them to actually score their first goal of the game if they don't get that five-on-three. And you can blame the referees, again, all you want, but I, I still think I, I get why they called it, uh, and Joel Hanley just cannot have himself in that position uh, has to be more aware of the surroundings. I, again, I know Pete DeBoer doesn't like it. I'm sure many of you watching at home didn't like it, but the referees are going to make calls like that on occasion. Uh, they've been surprisingly quiet here throughout you know, the start of this series, 
only a few calls in game one and then only five total calls here in game two. And thankfully, those were the only penalties that the Stars committed in this game. But that goal ended up proving to be a costly one, not just in terms of scoring an actual goal and getting on the board for the VGK, but just in terms of the confidence and the game plan for the VGK going forward, not having to play behind uh, from a two-goal deficit, which likely, in my mind, again, would have happened had that five-on-three not happened and had the rest of the game carried out the way that it did with Jason Robertson getting his fourth goal of the postseason on the power play. Well, speaking of Jason Robertson, we will finally talk about some of the good things that happened in Game 2 and talk about what the Stars need to do in order to salvage part of this series and get back into it because the series isn't over. It doesn't feel great right now, but there's still plenty of hockey left to be played. And the last time I checked, you have to win four in order to win the series. So we'll talk about some of the good that the Stars did on Sunday coming up next. The Dallas Stars are down 0-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final, but the series is far from over. Vegas Golden Knights still need to win two more games, and the series now turns back to Dallas at the American Airlines Center, where the Stars have been a very good team, and they've played some of their best games of the postseason on home ice in front of their fans. And this team has come way too far and done been, way th been through way too much this season uh, to just roll over now here in the conference final on the doorstep of heading back to the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, I know that this series is far from over. Things don't feel great right now. You don't like to see your team lose a playoff game, let alone two in a row to get things started. Uh, but I still believe that there is reason for optimism for this team going forward. And a big part of that has to do with Jason Robertson, who is playing well, who's scoring goals, which is a sight for sore eyes. He now has goals in back-to-back -back games it's just a shame that both of those goals have come in losing efforts, but I think it is promising to finally see the Stars' premier goal scorer scoring goals and doing what he's supposed to do out there on the ice. We saw him do it five on five on Friday, and we see him get involved on the power play on Sunday afternoon. I know that the big complaint has been his five on five game, but really at this point in the season, you'll take offense from Robo however you can get it. And is a great power play sequence from the Stars in order to get Robertson on the board. His fourth of the playoffs. And if he can continue to keep that rolling, the Stars are still going to be a threat offensively with the play uh, of Robertson mixed in with Rope Hintz and Joe Pavelski. A, a good offensive performance against Vegas is typically in the two to three goal range, which sounds weird. But, I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, they absolutely shut down one of the deadliest offenses in the league in Edmonton in the last series. And, you know, they're looking to do the same here, but the Stars seem to have some answers for the VGK defense at five on five and on the power play. You'd like to see the Stars, one, get a few more chances on the power play because Vegas's penalty kill is not very strong. I think I saw during the broadcast on Sunday, it ranks 15th in the league in the postseason, and there's only four teams left in the postseason. So they do give up quite a bit on the PK. And if the Stars can generate some more chances offensively on the power play, I think that this the series has a chance to turn back in their favor. But they are a good defensive team, and they do play incredibly disciplined, so that is going to be easier said than done. But the Stars keep putting themselves in good spots offensively, and they found themselves with the lead multiple times in this series. And so there is reason for optimism. Aiden Hill certainly is doing his job for the VGK, but we know that he is beatable. 
and you just need Jake Ottinger to hold up a little bit better on the star side of the ice. I know that he still hasn't been great here in this series, but I also can't help but think that some of the goals still are either not his fault or their situations that he just simply should not have to be in. And he shouldn't, he shouldn't have to worry about making a save at five on three. He shouldn't have to worry about facing the entire VGK offense while his team is still changing lines. And he only has one or two guys back on defense helping him out. He shouldn't have to be in those scenarios. He shouldn't have to see Jack Eichel do a, you know, basically no look pass to Jonathan Marchessault in the slot with Ryan Suter just kind of standing around, not doing much to stop Marchessault. Uh, of course, maybe he could have gotten a better read on that particular goal, but still not a situation you'd like to see your goalie found in. So if the Stars can keep doing what they're doing offensively, I think they're going to be okay. It's just a matter of cleaning up defensively, limiting those turnovers, limiting the mistakes, and giving Jake Ottinger an easier time in his crease and not forcing him to have to make all of these incredible saves. Natural Stat Trick actually said that all three goals that the Vegas Golden Knights scored were considered high-danger chances, and Jake Ottinger actually saved five of the eight high-danger chances that the VGK had in the game at all strengths. And so it really could have been a much more lopsided score if not for Jake Ottinger. At some points in the game, he certainly was keeping them in it in Game 1 and in Game 2. And really, at the end of the day, with, with you know, you can talk about the game plan and the X's and O's all you want, but really what's going to come down to is the mental state of the stars. We've talked about the mental toughness of Jake Ottinger and of this team, the ability to bounce back after losses all season long, but especially here in the playoffs. And now they have to find a way to do it again, but to an even more extreme degree. Now having lost two games in a row, knowing that if you go down 0-3, the, the season is seemingly all but over. But a win on Tuesday night puts a little bit of wind in your sails. And then, if, you know, if you win game four, the series is tied up at two and it's a best of three. And they've found themselves in that situation in this postseason. And then it's certainly a little bit more manageable there. But it's a matter of keeping their cool and continuing to play with confidence, realizing that this series is far from over. I know we know that, but especially the guys in that locker room, they know that. They've been down in these situations before. They've faced deficits like this. And again, this team has gone through too much. They've come way too far in order to just roll over and collapse like this. It's not like the Vegas Golden Knights are just overwhelming them. And we, this is an unbeatable team. We know the Vegas Golden Knights are beatable, but the Dallas Stars just have yet to put together that full, complete game against this team here in the playoffs without making a mistake or shooting themselves in the foot. And if they can find a way to avoid those mistakes, I think that game three and game four can yield different results. It's just a matter of how they're going to control their control themselves mentally and emotionally and respond in the appropriate way. And they're going to have 18,000 plus at their backs on Tuesday night. And that's the exciting part, the opportunity to get back even in this series on home ice. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere. And I certainly cannot wait to see how this team comes out and plays with their backs against the wall. I mean, this is what, again, what you live for, continue to scrape and claw their way back, even when it looks like the odds are stacked against them. You know that Carolina is in the same boat out in the Eastern Conference. You know that they're not just going to roll over just because the Florida Panthers are playing incredible right now. The Stars are in the exact same situation. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Lockdown Stars. We'll be back here tomorrow talking a little bit more about game three and what the Dallas Stars need to do in order to come away with the win and get themselves back in this series and get the first win 
of the series. Let me know in the comment section down below if you're watching on YouTube, your thoughts on the series so far and how you think the Dallas Stars can come away with a victory in Game 3. And while you're down there, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys again for the continued support. I hope you enjoy your Monday and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.